Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. That's a lot harder than I was in the movies. All right. Check, check, one, two. Alrighty then. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Privacy Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivey, and I got another blogcast for you. I hope you're ready. I hope you're jam-packed with excitement like I am because I brought it today. I brought it, and I hope you can take it. Let's dive into this. While enterprises have rapidly embraced cloud computing in the last decade or so, the mass shift to remote work accelerated this transition, right? With an influx of employees accessing sensitive company data from unsecured devices, the security framework known as Zero Trust has been increasingly relied on as a data protecting hero. So, today's episode. What is zero trust? Let's find out. Zero trust is the security framework embodiment of trust no one. Coined by John Kindervag, a cybersecurity analyst who believed computers to be too naive and lacking the capacity to trust as humans do, Zero Trust requires users' identities to be verified anytime they wish to access sensitive data. Once they've been verified, users are granted the least amount of access they need to get their work done. Users also need to be verified every time they try to access that data again. Zero Trust was initially created by network-specific environments as a stronger follow-up to the verify than trust security philosophy. This approach bestowed implicit trust upon a user logged into a specific framework location. However, this practice left a gaping security vulnerability. A bad actor could simply use the credentials or device of a user already trusted by the local network and gain complete access to that network sensitivity data, or sensitive data, excuse me. This threat has grown exponentially in today's remote work environments. <gasps> Shocker. Now, the primary goal of a cloud-first zero-trust architecture is to secure sensitive data at its source. But this process doesn't happen on its own. An organization's security strategy must be conceptualized and implemented with the zero-trust framework in mind. This is the only way to ensure that your zero trust framework is set up for success. Now, how to implement 
an effective zero trust framework. To implement a zero trust framework, the following processes must be in place. Number one, data discovery. To identify sensitive information wherever it exists within your organization. Number one, check. Number two, data classification. To ensure data is granularly labeled with context-rich tags so the proper protections, policies, and user-based access privileges can be applied. And lastly, number three, data monitoring. To keep track of user and device activity related to sensitive data and detect behavioral anomalies indicative of a threat in real time. Number three, check. The sheer volume of information that organizations possesses makes it impossible, that is, to manually discover, classify, and consistently monitor data. That's why these processes must be automated in order to maximize your zero-trust framework's efficacy. While the most common objections to implementing automation center around operational disruptions rest assured that a brief pause to ensure a thorough transition is much better than the alternative, leaving execution in the hands of already strained IT teams with the threat of a simple but costly mistake perpetually looming. What an effective zero-trust framework looks like. Now, once these practices are in place, the zero-trust framework is essentially composed of two-step process verification and authentication. To successfully execute these actions, your framework needs to be, it needs to be able to identify sensitive data, right? It needs to be able to define it and force user roles and keep tabs on users and their devices activity. This is all made possible through automated data discovery, classification, and monitoring. So identifying sensitive data no security strategy is complete without accurate data discovery. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Regex. Now, if you don't know what sensitive information your organization possesses, how can you properly protect it? It's a great question, right? With this visibility, you're able to build the foundation for a well-defined zero-trust framework capable of securing data at the source. Now, enforcing user roles. After discovery, sensitive data can be classified with labels that put, in, put it into context. These tags will be based on its level of sensitivity, purpose for collection and use, regulatory compliance, and much more. Now, in turn, this level of detail can be used to enhance definitions for user roles and privileges also making them easier to enforce with your organization. Now, in addition, context-rich labels are vital to the verification and authorization of users, devices, and applications attempting to connect with sensitive data. Monitoring user and device activity for abnormal behaviors. Human error is inevitable. Trust me. We're humans. It's clear. Now, in order to prevent a larger security mishap from occurring as the, as the result of such a mistake, the activity of every user role within your organization must be monitored. 
In addition to users' endpoint devices needed to be just as closely monitored because they're, they're a common target for cyber attacks, right? When both user activities and devices are monitored, you can significantly reduce the time needed to detect unusual behavior, track it to a source, and remediate any discrepancies, reducing the negative impact on your organization. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a high-level overview of Zero Trust. Hope you learned something today. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. As always, we appreciate all the support. And we'll see you guys next week. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Protect your data. It's usually what matters most nowadays. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Privacy Please. This podcast is brought to you by Spirion. Protecting what matters most. If you guys want to keep hearing us and supporting us, please, please, please email me at cameron.ivy at spirion.com. That's C-A-M-E-R-O-N dot I-V-E-Y at spirion, S-P-I-R-I-O-N dot com. We would love to hear from you. New topics, guests, all that good stuff. Support us. We love doing this every single week and we hope to continue. Thanks again for your support. And again, Cameron Ivy, over and out, all around decent guy. See you next week.